A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that for you. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Doing the rounds this morning, Dortmund line up Sancho Lone, Borussia Dortmund. I'm just reading the, the one story in the Times this morning. Borussia Dortmund have opened talks with Manchester United over a potential loan move for Jaden Sancho, although the German club have offered to pay only a third of his salary for the duration of the deal. I mean, Danny, you've been following this story, we all have. It's been radio silence about Sancho out of Manchester United. Would it, would it be a slap in the face for United to pay for Sancho to play elsewhere? Yeah, but it happens. It's happened many times before and it'll happen many times again because players have power. I think it's ludicrous that it's got to this position from both sides. I think it's been managed awfully. I think he's conducted himself poorly. Whoever's looking after him needs a slap in the chops because the main objective for pe- people who care about you, representatives, whether it be family, agents, is to have you on the football pitch doing what you love. And the fact he's not on the pitch playing anywhere doing what he loves is a shame, really. And both sides have to take, I think, both sides need to take responsibility for this because good management doesn't let this happen. Both sides. I mean, from Sancho's point of view, it's not pitiful. Pardon? Is it not pitiful behaviour that it's got to this? It's petulant, self-indulgent. We're always told the players have a short career. Petulant, self-indulgent, nothing surprising or unexpected about footballers behaving that way because I was self-indulgent, I was petulant, I was all those things. It's only when you look back and get a bit wiser in in life that you realise what a tool you were or... Whatever, it's probably the wrong word. Um, but I was, I was probably, I was, I was in that bubble. I, I was in that bubble, and he is what he is. He is all those things at the moment because he's sacrificing what could be a wonderful career through stubbornness, through bad advice, whatever it is. But in you know, sometimes in life, you need to be lucky, and luck prepares you with a manager that understands you, in, enhances you, grows you. And makes you better. I mean, what and he more could Tin Hag do, Danny? Well, I don't know because I've not he, been. You're priv- not looking for him to put an arm around the shoulder, are you? I well, mean, let me let me give the you. The damage is done. I I was very very fortunate to come across Gerard Hule when I did, as you know. And maybe I was a bit. Maybe I had a bit more uh, willingness to listen and try and learn at the point where I came into his management. Uh, maybe I did, but he helped me and guided me and tried to make me better on and off the pitch. And I listened. And I'm not sure whether Ten Hag has got the patience or the, the time to do it at a club like Manchester United with everything else that's going on. So it's not a complete dig at him. But I don't. I think the best managers find a way of managing players like that. I mean, if you and if, if they don't, Jim, they get them, sling them out. They get them out with the club's interests. So you don't. How many times have we seen it in the past where managers will play players temporarily and brief just to put them in the window before kicking them out? Or you, or you get them out when you when they are playing well. And it's on. Fergie was brilliant at it. The amount of times a player left United and everyone went, "Oh my god!" Yeah, 
Why the hell has he just gone? Well, that's right. Simon, you, you know what's on the horizon here? He goes back to Dortmund, starts playing week in, week out. Banging them in. <laughs> banging them in. Yeah. And United are part paying his wage. Well, that's the commercial reality of the ludicrousness of putting a player on £300,000 a week that wasn't worth it in the first place. He was never a £300,000 a week player. You could argue who is. You could argue who is, but there are players that are worth certain amounts of money and perform. People are only worth what they're paid and paid what they're worth. In the real world, that's what should happen. In this instance, I don't think he's a particularly great player. I think, that, you know, they tried to buy him in the previous year, didn't they? And Dortmund had him, had him up for 120 million quid. They ended up paying 75 million quid for him. Somehow they got themselves in a situation where they're paying £300,000 a week for a player. And now they've got the problem of being able to unload him. The fact of the matter is, I would view it the other way if I was Man United. I'm getting 5.2 million back. He's a dead weight. He's a waste of my time. He's been a waste of the time at the football club. He's got a history of behaving in this fashion. This is not something you tell me. Say, well, actually, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Ten Hag didn't know how to handle the situation. This is not something. This follows this, this player. He's done it before. He's done it at international level. He's done it for Dortmunds, and maybe they want to put up with it. And maybe Ten Hag didn't want to put up with it. And for me, if I was involved with Man United, gone. This player would be gone. There would be a decision. If I believed in the manager, this player would be gone. And Five million is not much. Do you know, do you know what the owner? Do you, do no, no, it's no return. But the fact of the matter is, they're not, they haven't sold him yet. They're taking the, the, this player is not playing for this football club again, right? So you can either carry ten million pounds of wages until June and get on with that, or seven and a half million quid worth of wages, or you can get someone to pick up a portion of it and go. It's not much of a win, but it's five and a half million quid. But you back. know, you know, the irony was, is well, and they'll flog him in the summer, you, and they'll get their money back. They won't get the seventy-five million quid back. They'll have him on their balance sheet at thirty-seven and a half million quid. They'll sell him for forty-five million quid. They'll book a profit and they'll move on. What they'll, a sorry story it is isn't for it? Sancho. But you know, you know, what you a know, waste of a opportunity. Yeah, the, playing yeah. arguably the biggest club in English football, not yeah. achieving it on the pitch right now. But you, this is how you behave. This is what you think. This is this is the hill you want to die on. You but he's idiot. a he's, he's technically. He's a much better player than Anthony ever will be. That's that's he the beat anybody, does he? Though you, you, he can't. Can, no, he can we, glide past people. He, when he's at it, he's, he's beautiful. He's well balanced. He goes past people. He can score and we make seen goals. That? He, he can score and make goals. So in, in German football, what have we seen in English football? More than Anthony, he's done more for Man United. Let's not compare him to Anthony. And say well, that. we are because but, they spent eighty but, million on a player fine, to replace but, him. But Anthony's not at odds with the football club. He's not performing right well, like, very well at this moment in time. I know. I'm saying it's ironic that they've got a player there. They're they're willing to. Oh, Danny, you look. know players. Do you think Sancho will look back at his time at United with any degree of regret? Absolutely. If he doesn't, he's not human, because wisdom comes to you at different times in life, and he'll look back and he'll go, "What the hell did I do that for?" Yeah, he will. One million trillion percent. Yeah. yeah, but you need people to around you to be able to give because he'd be a sensible agent to be saying, get yeah, back in line. Yeah, represent them? The bottom line is whoever's representing them, the player's picking up £300,000 a week, the commercial transaction is done. Good agents, I mean, obviously Neil, I know Neil well, but loads of good agents out there would, would be saying to him, the problem is with agents, sometimes they're not as close as the family and vice versa. Yeah. And they listen to one more than the other. The fact well, is you do need some good people around you and if you haven't got them, you're trying to make these decisions on your own and actually, your ego kicks in. This well, player should do as he's told. He's playing for arguably the biggest club in English football. I agree with you. This player is the one that's in the wrong. But it'll hit him like a sledgehammer. Good. Well, it's been a long, long time since Sancho wore a pair of football boots. Uh, and the next time he does and takes to the field, it could well be in the Bundesliga. It's been a it's long time 11. since you wore a pair. Correct. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Danny, New Year's Day. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Liverpool beat Newcastle by four goals to two, although they pummeled Newcastle, to be quite honest, at Anfield that night with so many chances created. Do you still fancy them for the title? Is it Liverpool's time come May? I think they got the best chance of the others. I mean, City still scare me because they've got De Bruyne to come back, Haaland to come back, and they've got gears, and they keep, they keep in the second half of seasons just 
raising it up a level. So if they do that again, you, you're going to have to be faultless. You're going to have to stick with them. But Liverpool are capable. I mean, it's going to be a blow, missing Salah for a few games, of course, because he's the the rock, he's the reliable goals. And who fill that void? I think probably Jota will play out there. He's not been starting games. Jota, Jota is, whatever you think of him, of his strengths and weaknesses, his numbers are phenomenal. He just scores goals. His numbers since he's been at Liverpool are phenomenal. So I would play Jota. Not Darwin Nunez. No, he's playing anyway. He's playing anyway. Yeah, I think you play Nunez, Diaz and Jota and Gapco can come up. But when it comes to filling the void from goal, you know, missing Salah's goals. Yeah, Jota. Is Jota's a man more than Nunez? um, Well, no, Nunez will have to step up. He's got to start putting chances away. He keeps, I mean, he's playing well enough in terms of his all-round game, but he's got to start putting more chances away. Otherwise, you know, he's lucky in the fact, not lucky, he's, he's part of a front five that chips in. And Salah being the main one, and when you've got Salah, you don't, a bit like Bobby Firmino, never never had to get loads of goals because Mane and Salah were scoring. So, but Nunes, the amount of chances he gets, needs to score more. Yeah, but I'm not worried about that because of the other the other players that chip in for goals for Liverpool. Are you worried though, Danny? They're not hitting the back of the net often enough, though. I they mean, are the top of the league. Liverpool's yeah, but <laughs> the stats show Liverpool's two home games against Manchester United and Newcastle, mm. 68 shots. I would look at it a different way. I mean, the the I mean, whether you like the expected expected goals thing that's come about in the last couple of seasons, we use it a lot in the punditry world. But they broke all records against Newcastle. Um, the only game at Anfield this season where they haven't scored is Man United, and in every other game they've made an absolute catalogue of chances. And actually, they made chances against Man U. The worry would be if they weren't making chances. They're dominating teams at Anfield. They are steamrolling most teams and they are making hatful of chances. So that in itself is a real positive. The fact they're sitting top of the league, the fact they're not probably played as well as they can as well, all all stands them in good stead. I I think they've got a hell of a good chance. And as I said on this show and got hammered for a couple of months ago, but maybe less, I think they've got better firepower than Arsenal. And I think they'll finish above them. And if... if anyone's going to take it off City, it'll be Liverpool because they've they've got a manager who's capable of competing with, who's proven he's capable of competing with Guardiola and nobody else has. But I, I, you must be concerned, the Liverpool fans I'm sure are concerned about the fact that Salah's going to be gone for a period of time. I think it's only... He's got 18 goals this season. Next in line, Jota. Nine of them. Yeah, I think he's, um, I think he's only gone for three league games. Um, maybe four, depending where they get to. And as I said before, I'm not concerned because of the fact they've got Jota and Gapco to come in. And they are really good players. And as I said, you just got to look at Jota's numbers. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's always, always scoring goals. His numbers are frightening for, for a wide player and, and somebody who doesn't start that much. So I'm not that concerned, though. No. no. Not as concerned as some teams would be. You know, you look at Tottenham who are competing for top four. I know that's not competing for the title, in, but Son, Basuma, Saar... Romero's out, Van der Ven's still out, Madison's still out. They are they are down to bare bones. That would be a concern if I was a Tottenham fan. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. I'm delighted to say, very popular figure uh, in the, the English game while he played here. Former Tottenham Watford, Brazil goalkeeper Jorelio Gomez joins us live here in studio. Jorelio, you look exactly the same as when I saw you last. You look as if you could keep goal for Tottenham today. As fit as ever. How are you? Uh, great. It's great to be here with you guys. Uh, pleasure. Uh, Danny is still the same as well. He, uh, he... <laughs> Danny is still the same. <laughs> 
um, sort this so, out for me. Did you did you stand up to a penalty kick taken by one Danny Murphy in your time in England? And did you save it? I don't remember, Jim. To be honest with you, I don't remember. Come on, Have Danny. Be honest. I think, I think you were in goal when we. I think Dorse got sent off. We had two, I had two penalties in five minutes. Yeah. Fulham, Tottenham, FA Cup game. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember. It. I just remember when I saved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Robert, you were good on penalties, huh? Yeah. You were I, good tr- I tried my best. Yeah. I tried my best. I mean, Simon, not many saved mine, Jim. But in your time at Crystal Palace, the position of goalkeeper is one hell of an important position. Of course it is. Isn't it? And I often think mm. that getting the right goalkeeper, as Liverpool did when they got Allison, yeah. as others have done when City got Ederson, Absolutely. getting the right guy between the six is a very important task. Well, it's massive. If you look back to the Nottingham Forest team of the late 70s, that built their team around Peter Shilton to go on and win the, the European Cup as it was. It's a much underrated position. You're now seeing goalkeepers go for the same sort of money as other players are going for in terms of transfer fees because I think it's an invaluable position. It wins you games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wins you, it keeps you in leagues. It gets you promoted. It wins you cups. Goalkeeping is a massive position. It's also a very unique skill and, it, a, and a very different skill set required to be a goalkeeper, and, and as he knows. And to be crazy. To be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah, are, sometimes uh, to go to a, you know a fifty-fifties challenge, you have to be a little bit uh, yeah. uh, different. <laughs> For sure, but I mean, this was the move that you wanted, wasn't it? When when you arrived in England. You wanted to be here. You wanted to play for a top club. Yeah. T- tell me about that tr- uh, journey that uh, you you embarked upon because you made over 150 appearances for PSV. Yeah, in Holland. Uh, it was something that was more than uh, I wanted to be honest with you, Jim, because uh, uh, I come from a farm in Brazil. I started playing goal when I was 17. From really? 17, you know, turning 18. So. I suffered a lot with that as well because I didn't have the base, you know, to become a goalkeeper. But I I wanted so much to achieve things, you know. And uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, later on, uh, I f- I felt that I feel the uh, you know the the preparation that normally the people does, you know, at the early age. So, uh, but uh, when I moved to Cruzeiro, we won so so many things in that year, 2003. Then 2004, I moved to to PSV. You were at Cruzeiro in Brazil. Yeah, in Cruzeiro, yeah. At Brazil. And uh, then from when I start uh, to playing goal till I, I I become a Cruzeiro first uh, first team goalkeeper was just three years. In three years time, I become Cruzeiro's goalkeeper. So uh, then 2004, I moved to 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 PSV and. Uh, was four titles in the rows as well, you know. Once uh, Champions League semi final, we lost for AC Milan. So, yeah, uh, then uh, I, I got the opportunity to move to England. So, that's for me was, you know, that's what you wanted. That w- what I wanted, that's what you wanted. Exactly, but yeah. Brazil has some great goalkeepers. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's some of the ones in the past, Tafarel. Yeah, uh, you're too young to remember Felix, remember him many years ago. Yeah. I mean, great goalkeepers, yeah, Jim. But uh, in that time. Uh, in Europe, is wasn't many goalkeepers no, playing n- here. Then. Brazilian, Brazilian yeah. goalkeepers, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I signed for PSV, uh, the people was a little bit in shock because uh, uh, Holland they they used to produce great goalkeepers. Mm. How a young goalkeeper come to 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 be a number one of one of the the best clubs in in Holland, you know was a little bit a question mark in there, but uh, I was able to answer that question. But you did. So how did the move to Tottenham come about? Uh, look, uh, I believe it was uh, in the games that we played against Tottenham, uh, Europa League game. Uh, f- the first game we won here, 
uh, at White High Line, uh, the old one, the old stage, nice, yeah, 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 <laughs> nice, uh, nice, very Fantastic nice atmosphere, stadium. yeah, yeah. So uh, this one, the new one, is amazing as well. But uh, the other, uh, I miss the old one as well. <laughs> uh, we we won the game here one nil. Then we uh, uh, Tottenham uh, uh, they won there at uh, PSV one nil and uh, uh, we knock knock out uh, Tottenham at the penalty shootout. So. Aha. I believe from that game on, Tottenham, they start to follow me a little bit more and they start to contact, you know, to have a contact between Tottenham board and my agents. Yeah, That's called chopping up, Jim. You don't like that, do you? Ah, You've had a go at Simon about that in the past. Well, this is true, but I mean, that's it's what football. happens. It, yeah. it, it happens in football. You excelled, you get a call from another club, come and join us. But I mean, you played along this, uh, alongside the likes of Luka Modric, yeah. uh, alongside the, uh, Gareth Bale. I mean, the, uh, this was a, a great time at Tottenham, and you were there at that time. You must have thought, oh, "This is what I've always wanted to do." Look, Jim, uh, I think uh, the Tottenham that uh, is today, we started uh, at that time. You know, they are a very, very good team today. But uh, we uh, everything is starting that time, 2008, when the Tottenham start to sign uh, new players, investing a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, so many young talent uh, talented players i remember when Gar- garth bay was there he was supposed to go on loan just before he played the, his first game uh you know because uh uh, uh he used to play as a left back yes and uh yeah. Ekoto, yeah. was playing for uh, uh for spurs in that time and he he good was good, very Benoit, good Benoit player was really Benoit is good. very good player so it was difficult for Gar- uh, for garth to come to come in yeah injured uh, Ekoto was injured in that time, so he took his uh, he take this opportunity and and he become the player that. Uh, Could you believe Perelio that Bale went on to become what he became at, at Real Madrid? And I, I remember being out at the Tottenham training ground one Christmas morning. We used to do that in Sky Sports. You might yeah. remember I pitched I up and they were doing stuff with Harry uh, at, at at the uh, training ground, and Gareth was very shy. He he he, <laughs> he didn't say much. So polite, delightful to talk to. Yeah. But could I have imagined what he went on to become at Real Madrid? The answer to that is no. He was a sensational player with Real Madrid, wasn't he? Yeah, quiet guy, but inside he was like a lion, you know? Training sessions, he used to give everything, everything, you know? That's why it's not like a simple thing that come on your way. You have to work hard, and he did for, to become the player that, uh, that he was, you know? Yeah. I never, I, I, when I was at Tottenham, Gareth came. Yeah. And uh, although you could see talent, he was quiet, but I never thought he'd go on to do what he did. No. No. It wasn't like... I mean, you shared a picture of them, Danny, but you never thought he would Well, I didn't really. I didn't, know, but, but I did. I don't think we played him. Maybe on another occasion, I can't remember, but I certainly didn't see it. Compared, what I'm saying is, compared to when I saw Michael Owen come, I was like, wow. When I saw Stevie G... Like he's going to be a superstar straight yeah. away. You knew, yes, but I didn't see it go. I, I knew he looked like he could be a good player, but not. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, uh, I I was surprised because uh, you know he he was top. He was top. Yeah, he's a top top player. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here we go. Here's a question. I'm going to be unfair to you, Aurelio, but I'm going to ask it anyway. In your time at Watford, you were six seasons at Watford. Can you remember how many managers you played for? (laughs) (laughs) Under the Pozo ownership. Can I say first season? I remember well, five. <laughs> Was it five? Five. In the first season. Five money. You and I speak about the Pozo ownership yeah. uh, from time to time, Simon. Yeah. In your six seasons at Watford, you played under 10. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was that like at that time with managers coming and going? This is a puzzle way, isn't it? Yeah, this is what uh, uh, Gino likes to do when they think it's not going well. I don't know if if he's wrong or or, or or right to do, but he always tried to keep uh, uh, the uh, structure, the structures in the same way. Right. Yeah, he tried always not to affect the players. Of course, different manager, uh, they want different things. It will affect, but uh, he always tried to do the the, the so best. So their style is, if they don't think it's working, they yeah, change it. You don't away. think there's much wrong with that, Simon? That's a prerogative of an no, owner. No, I don't think it's ideal, <clears throat> but I think it's worked to a point for Watford because Watford were not a club that had a God-given right to be in the Premier League. And yet they were in the Premier League for six seasons out of ten mm. when lots of clubs that were financially stronger than Watford were languishing in the Championship. But I was going to ask you, Aurelio, as a player, as an owner, I knew what it would mean to players to some extent. Some players, it would give them a lift if a manager got fired. Some players, it would be something they didn't like because that manager favoured them. But as a player, and you're sitting there watching the conveyor belt of managers come through, what's that like? Does it Does it, does it enable certain players to get a feeling that they can control the destiny of managers but they don't fancy playing for them. What was that like for you? Uh, look, Simon, I think if the player is committed is committed to do the right thing, you know, you have to to be on the club side because the club is, is the, the, the one that yeah. is going to support mm-hmm. you in any time. You know, of course, it's the it's not nice sometimes because you like uh, you like managers. Uh, you know, uh, I like uh, I, I never had a problem with managers apart from Harry once. <laughs> Harry, uh, uh, yeah. What was the problem? Uh, but with Harry? I was I, I was with him in a in a charity game and I I apologized to him 
you know, because <laughs> I will bring this here because uh, one, uh, yeah, he put me on the bench, on the bench, and uh, one day he said to me, "Come here, big man. I want to talk to you." Uh, Brad, I think he played against Crystal Palace and uh, not not Crystal Palace. Brad Friedel. Uh, yeah, mm. Brad Friedel. He played uh, against uh, QPR. Yeah, and he didn't have a, 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 a good game. So he came to me a day after and he said, "Now I realize that you're the best goalkeeper at the club." And uh, I was upset with him, of course. But I said, I said uh, to Harry, I don't want to play for you anymore. I made my biggest mistake in football was that. Because he dropped you? Yeah, because he dropped me before and he was going to give me another chance, you know, there. And I said that to him. And uh, I went to a, char a charity game with uh, Tottenham another day and he was there. And I, come, I came to him and I said, I want to apologize to you, Harry, because I did that in that time, you know, and uh, forgive me, please. Because, uh, you know, I, sometimes you have to think before you say something. Mm. And I didn't think about, about that. But... Uh, uh, it's an ego with ego, when you're a exactly, footballer. Exactly. Your ego kicks exactly. in. Yeah. And did you play exactly. for them again, Harry? Uh, no, I, I, I never. I that never, was the last time you that, played. La, last time I played. You regret last that. Last time I regret that. I regret that. And uh, uh, Harry is a great man, great man, and and uh, that's why I, I I wanted to go to him and apologize to him. You know. Mm. So, uh, but uh, like uh, when I was at uh, uh, Watford, uh, uh, one manager that uh, I was really upset with the decision <laughs> was uh, Marco Silva. We were doing so well. You know, a chance I believe was coming for him for, to go to to Everton. Everton. Yeah, we did uh, the first half of the season. We did so well, you know. But uh, he was a manager that cared about the, the 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 team. He wanted to succeed, and that was the only manager that. Uh, oh, I felt my gosh, what uh, is did this this decision? You know, especially in this time of the the season. Didn't January. he choose to leave though? Huh? Wasn't it him choosing to leave? It wasn't. No, he he got sacked. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but, yeah. Yeah, but he, he engineered a situation, yeah. he created a, yeah. an absolute uproar because he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And he'd started very well. He'd signed with Charleston, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah. And he'd started very well. He yeah. was doing very well. And Everton came in after three months. And yeah. He decided that Everton was a big So you're, club. what yeah. you mean is they sacked him because they knew be, he Because was he was doing press conferences in the most outrageous fashion. Ah. Well, Farhan, yeah. he wanted. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, Marcus you know Silva. what? Uh, yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, uh, what he told me that uh, he w he didn't want to leave in that time. You know. Do you but, believe uh, that? Do you believe that, Harelio? <laughs> he 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 was always fair with me. We had a very good conversations. We had a very good re relations. Well, so uh, of course you in some point you have to believe. Hmm. So, but uh, uh, all the decisions that Watford made, I never. I never stayed against them. That was a question, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Simon. Listen, talking about so, being fair to people, you're a fair man. You you helped Richarlison big time and uh, Joe Pedro, Watford. and Joe Pedro, didn't you? With good advice oh, and help, Jim. Uh, you you know what? It's so difficult when uh, South American. We are no better. We are no better than nobody. But we need the, some guidance. We need some help when we arrive in England. It's so difficult. Uh, the change is big, massive change. You know, when Richarlison arrived, I, I, said, I said to myself, I need to help this guy because otherwise uh, he's going to take a long time to adapt. 
and he's not going to deliver on the pitch, Watford can't spend a lot of money in another player. So it needs to be him. I need to embrace him. So I went, I went to open the, his first bank account. I, I told him uh, where to live. Uh, I was there every day to pick him up and to take to the training ground because he, he didn't drive. So uh, John, when his arrived, was the same thing because, uh, Jim, I, this is so important. Maybe for uh, City, for Chelsea, that they can spend and, you know, they can have, they will give the time for, for the players. So yeah, that sure. is okay. Sure. You know? You took on that role. Yeah. You helped. You so the- if, if, if the player is okay, his mindset is okay outside the pitch, he's going to deliver. He, he has a very good uh, mentality. And, you know, uh, he's going to deliver on the pitch. He's going to give me points. You know, he's going to help the club. So yeah. uh, that was always uh, uh, the thing that uh, I I normally I I did this did and I said it it uh, at when I was at PSV as well. When I arrived, was very good people there helping us. Mm. But uh, uh, the times goes on, and they just left that a little bit on the side. And I told them, be careful because you cannot just open. You know, you cannot just... You can't uh, disregard them. Ju- rega- yeah, no, put no. on the side the, yeah. the good things that you were doing. They need you know? your help. Yeah. yeah, they need your help. So yeah. you helped him. And now he's at Tottenham. Funnily enough, a similar kind of path that you had here in England, Watford yeah. and Tottenham. Is, is, is it the right move for, for Postacoglu? Is he going to become a, a big, big player? Uh, Jim, he had a very difficult season uh, year last year. I know him well. I'm his friend. And I know things that I cannot say here, but uh, he had a tough, tough, uh, personally. Um, I told him in July that uh, he needed to do the uh, the surgery that he did uh, two, yeah, two months ago, yeah, yeah, four, yeah. F- yeah. Eight, week, eight, eight weeks ago. But he said, no, I want to be on Brazil squad. I said, you have to think on yourself as well first. Imagine if you go to the Brazil national team, uh, 50%. Yeah. Imagine if you play for Tottenham, 50%. And he was playing like this, 50%, because he wanted the same mistake like I did when I arrived at Tottenham. I played injured. You know, people sometimes when uh, I was crying at the stoke, you know, I was with injection on my my ribs, and nobody knows because I wanted to play because Tottenham uh, in that that time, they They played... uh, Yeah, yeah, they they paid eight and a half million, uh, you know, pounds. In that time, for a goalkeeper was a big amount, sure. you know. And I, I wanted just to give that something back to 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 the club, but I, I made a big mistake. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation, outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.